reflection and instruction period be a contemplation. So by that I mean that there isn't the instructions and then you meditate. But as you're listening right now, knowing the quality of your listening, settling back into your seat, breathing out into your buttocks, letting yourself be given back to the earth. Hands soft, enough room for your belly to breathe. A little space under the armpits, so we're not just holding on for dear life until something easier happens. Right? We set ourselves up. Muscles behind the eyes can be soft. Nothing you have to look for. Natural, just a creature sitting. Sensing. Breathing. Hearing. (coughs) Sounds arise. But you don't go anywhere. Resting back into that bright, awake, knowing mind. Not leaning into the sound, nor pushing it away. We settle back, resting into this knowing. The metaphor is given of as clear as color is to someone with good sight. Imagine that right now, or open the eyes a little. The color is seen, there's nothing you have to do about it. But normally we are attracted by the color or aversive to the color or disinterested in the color and we forget the seeing. This seeing quality, this knowing quality, that which hears, the hearing, is not something that can be pointed to in the normal way. 
See if you can sense this right now, listening in deeper to something more basic, actually. It's more basic. Pointing things out is a function of the conceiving mind, the conceptual mind, and rightly so. You see a small child, when they learn to put words on things, they point. Bus. Little hand goes up. Red. Right? If you trace back from that index finger right back through the arm right now, metaphorically, into that which is seeing. Breathing and resting back. Not so mesmerized, perhaps, by the contents, the sensation, the breath, the thought, the feeling. Yes, they all have their place. But you can rest into the knowing of all of this. This knowing can only be known through being it. It's immediate. That's why we overlook it, because we're normally pointing. Immediate, it's pristine, awake and bright. So just hearing the sound right now as the walking happens, if you heard the walking. Nothing you have to do about it. Just hearing. And breathing. Nothing an obstacle. No thing actually a hindrance to this unmediated, unvarnished, restful, and awake. (coughs) Coughing arises, and it's known. And you don't go anywhere. Backside is on the chair. Belly is soft. And this bright, awake quality isn't disturbed in the least. So at times in your practice today, and if you're steady, if you're feeling steady, grounded, here, inviting yourself to rest back, we could say prior 
to the conceiving mind. But only as a metaphor. It's not something we can lean into. More something where we relinquish our fascination with the phenomena. like a still, clear forest pool. Many creatures may come and drink from the pool. This is from one of our great teachers. They are welcome. Nothing is disturbed. So really letting this be available to you if you're kind of sensing this immediacy, unmediated. There isn't two, there isn't me looking at the breath. It's just the breathing and the knowing of it. all arising right here together. At other times, you may not be so steady. And in those moments, to know the time, to deepen in the ground the anchoring, the skillful means in those moments may be to exert Come back to the breath, steady the mind. Establish the home base that is not stale or edgy. But as you begin this sitting, resting back, even if the mind goes, I don't know what she means. Can you hear that thought? Can you just see it? Arise in this vast ocean, seeing it, hearing its anxiety or its frustration or its, I don't get this. Ah. Hearing that, kindly knowing it and letting it fade, knowing what it's like at the end of a thought, the space at the end, before another one gets picked up and spun. I wish we could do meta instead, comes through the mind. Oh, yeah. Hearing, breathing, seeing that. 
Nothing you have to do about it. I'm not obliged by the contents that gets thrown up <coughs> moment by moment. And don't get into a philosophical debate, but supposing I do prefer meta. That's me. Yeah, maybe you do. We're not denying that, but we're interested in discovering something beyond preferences here. Doesn't mean you won't have any or that you'll turn into a pile of compost. But resting back. Sometimes seeing the beginning of the thought and knowing that it's our choice whether it gets picked up or not. Sometimes they're intense. There may be tense thought, intense feeling. Push! Arises into that vast ocean. Resting back. This awake, bright knowing can hold that passion without becoming it. The Buddha speaks about the dispassion that can hold passion. What a blessed relief. It's not pushing away our life force or manipulating it, but neither is it being swept away into the mind, the mind-made realities. So only turning towards this seeing of thought when you're steady, when you can really just see thought as thought. When we're spun in it, we need the skillful means of unhooking, coming back, letting the body base be foreground, sometimes saying, not now. I'm not going to go there right now. I know where that one leads. The firmness is our friend. Other times, in the spin of the thought, we acknowledge the spin, breathe out. This is the spin. Acknowledge the heat in it, or the rancor, or the glory, or the glow. And 
and standing firm and still. Once we've picked something up, it doesn't deconstruct immediately once we've spun. We need to stand steady as it deconstructs, as we breathe out and feed it no longer. Daring to let it go. Daring to relinquish our most favored mental refuges. If we want to discover something new, this is how it happens. Deepening the taste for that which doesn't call so loud. The silence. The stillness. It's right here, right now. Tuning our attention Hearing the silence in the hall right now Can you hear it? You might see the mind that points Yeah, but what about the construction noise? And what about And when Catherine stops talking then I'll hear the Right, but just hearing that little flutter It's always here, beckoning us. It's said that people go from wave to wave looking for wetness, never knowing they are the ocean. Breathing in and breathing out. Let's practice together.
and as you deepen the taste for the inconceivable, you might see a thought of, what's in this for me? Just another thought. Acknowledge the hungry mind, the hungry soul. Breathe with her. Welcome her.
And as the bell rings, let the sound fade and take you into a deeper knowing of that which hears. In one tradition that I practiced in, from the Chan school, the meditation instruction for, from this teacher who was part of the lineage coming to England and the kind of head of that, was very simple. At the beginning of the sitting, he would say, 30 minutes, make your mind bright. So we have all these tools for working with where we get caught in the contents, where we get fascinated with the contents, where we're averse to the contents, where we dull out to the contents. Employ the tools when we need them. But also recognizing what it's like to take the hands off and where the knowing and the being where the knowing and the being are immediate, where there's nothing to do, and yet walking meditation still happens. The foot touches the earth and it is known. It is sensed, the wholeness of what we are, taking a step, and it's recognized, it's registered. Daring to be this simple at times during the day. Today is a precious day. Actually, you've done six full days of the legwork, we could say. The gardening, the hard graft at times. Letting this day be a day for deepening. So please um, enjoy it even. Keep faith with the forms. Use them. Please uh, come on time for the sittings here, for all of them. Intend to stay through to the end. So we can really support the stillness in the hall as well for each other. 
of course things will happen within that coughs and this and that and you know various emergencies but for the most part we're holding this container for deepening today to see what's really can be seen for us as human beings so when you're walking today take your step being really basic sometimes we want to be more glamorous than basic basic doesn't sound so uh, enticing but it's such a relief and gift and deepening that simplicity is really the mother of depth actually the more simple we can keep it today you're walking sensing body moving human being walking in space so it seems right it's being known and then suddenly we're in a spin perhaps if it's a repetitive spin, and there's been a few notes about this, if it's a cycle of thoughts, images, or even music playing that's repetitive, use the instructions from yesterday, from Jan, I have come back into the body, come out of the kind of mental arena of it, sense what's happening on the emotional level. And sometimes we just need to acknowledge when there's something repetitive the one who is calling there. So by that I mean, let's say it's a story of everyone took all the biscuits at lunchtime and there wasn't any left for me, right? And that one's still here 24 hours later, right? And everyone at IMS is so greedy and, and they should have a policy and those people shouldn't be allowed, and, right? And, and then it's repeating and we, and we try to disconnect or open up or you know, try all the techniques sometimes just listening and going, oh, here's the one who feels like no one's caring about them. I hear you. Or here's the one who feels left out. Or, you know, does that make sense when I say it? So we're acknowledging, in a way, the little being in there who's calling. Not getting into analysis with her, not getting into therapy with her, that has a place, but not right now, right? But here's the one who's calling. Here's the one who thinks she never does it right. Here's the one who thinks nobody else ever does it right, right? Aha, okay. Here's the one who thinks that she's really the most special one here. Oh. I hear you. We don't have to believe it or shame it. Hearing it, letting it dissolve, sometimes that acknowledgement is enough. And then dare to be so simple to rest back into that which isn't conceived, in which self hasn't constructed itself yet. If that investigation spins you further, leave it alone. All right? But sometimes it's enough to acknowledge and hear. You know, it's like to be heard sometimes. It's just enough. Finally, with the walking, we're walking and we're still. We're awake. There's brightness. And we feel almost the energetic and mental formation start to lean into wanting something else. And sometimes we can see it at that level. Oh, look, here's the desire. 
And it might have a thought, oh, in a minute I can go and have, in a minute I can go and lay on my bed. Right? Ah, here's the craving, nothing wrong with laying on your bed, but here's the craving for becoming someone at rest. Right? Here's the craving for becoming, wow, look at that. And resting back, oh, okay. No, but I do want to go and lay, okay, I hear you. I hear you. Other times we feel what the Buddha called the craving for non-becoming. We want to disappear out of the whole scene. And we feel ourselves wanting to lean back and the heart shrinks. And I want to get out of here. I don't want to be anything. I don't want to be awake. I don't want to be investigating. It's the craving for non-becoming, for being out of the world and coming back to here, this unvarnished doorway where life arises, it can be known, and the place of awakening is right here, not craving for becoming or non-becoming, we wake up. So I wish you a rich day and Take good care of yourself and see what can be discovered. We are extraordinary creatures. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.